0: I think like an inspiring angle to, uh, to tragedy and suffering is the but fact you know that me? we don't say that death yeah. is permanent,
1: that we, death don't. Is we don't, right.
0: and I think ironically, this is, this is highly ironic, uh, but the soul, we're told in the Talmud, the soul is miserable during life right? life is a is it well, life the way we look at life Try telling is a to my
2: soul. Keep
0: going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> is a is it's a it's a fusion of body and soul that that's what that's how we view life If you want to live
2: forever you told and someone dies
0: right. death is is obviously separation of soul and body mm-hmm. now for the interim or for the duration of the time that the soul has to be uh, harbored within a body, it's in fact very painful for the soul. So ironically, the pain that we have is actually the same pain that the soul has when we're alive. To the soul, birth is death. And to the soul, death is rebirth. Which is very obviously opposite. It's a a completely opposite perspective. So what happens
1: to the soul after it's free
0: of the body. Well, the same thing that happened to the soul before it became bound to the body. Right. What was that? Well, okay, so that's something to talk about. Um, we know that the Talmud says, so we're just working through kind of the accumulation of various Jewish sources, the Talmud says that all the souls that have ever ever been or ever will be are already in existence. So a new baby is born, there's new life. But what is new and what is actually not so new about that life? What's new is the body, mm-hmm. even it's though yeah. the body just recycled cells that have you know recycled matter, right? What's new is the body. What's ancient is the soul. Is the soul, because the soul is not within this continuum of you know of life and renewal and the death. It's 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 more static, even though it does have this touch point with the body. And yeah. indeed, it's 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 just so we know we have a. Um, there's a ceremony called a Shalom Zachar which yes. means welcome the male male the male, the male which is a traditional um, um, Friday night Friday, night Friday night party after the baby's, well, We have two two new baby boys in the neighborhood there'll be two Shalom Zachars this One. Friday night Oh, they're doing it together No Messi's Friday. Messi's Friday they don't do it. Okay fine um <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: interesting
0: Now w- yeah, why do we have they that's just had a boy. Why, uh, why do we make oh, this celebration? Why is this, this? Why make a Shalom Zachar after the birth of a boy? Now, what's interesting, there's a traditional food that we eat during the Shalom Zachar, a celebration of the new boy, and right after funerals.
1: What do we
0: eat? Right? And that's, and that's um, chickpeas. Okay. Those chickpeas, boy, it's right? It's
1: amazing how that came to my mind, but I wasn't sure.
0: Oh, <laughs> well... Next time, yeah. just go ahead with it, right? Okay. Now, why, the reason why is these are foods of mourning. Right, go, go, go. And yeah. when we...
2: Circle. That's yes. right. Yes. So
0: when we uh, suffer and bereave and mourn, we always think about the fact that this life is like, we said it's like this, it's like mm-hmm. this, this, this circle that turns over. Right now we're down, but we will once again, you know, come back to life. Right. Right. And for the soul, for the soul of the child... Like we said, the birth of the child for the soul is as painful as death and pain and suffering and tragedy is to us. Mm-hmm. To the soul, it can't believe, like, it's its freedom, it's existence, it's vibrancy has been just totally squashed.
1: Okay, how do I get connected more to my soul so I know what my soul well, is there thinking you go. and feeling?
0: Well, that's, that's life itself. But you're jumping way ahead, right? Hold that thought. Hold that thought, okay? Okay. Now the soul suddenly is constricted. It's, it's refrained. In fact, the Talmud tells us something very bizarre. It says that the Almighty appoints angels to guard the soul that it doesn't escape. It's as if the soul is fenced in, it's jailed, it's landlocked in the body, and it wants nothing more than to escape. And every second it wants, tries to escape, and the Almighty appoints two angels that are in charge of making sure it stays there. And therefore, to kind of uh, account for the pain and suffering of the soul, we have this pseudo-celebration slash mourning. It's celebration for us because there's new life, there's new opportunity, there's a new Jewish baby, there's new opportunity for mitzvahs and celebration. And it's delightful. And it's bringing the world, the world towards tikkun olam. And we hope that the child will be a, uh, a, an upholder of the great Jewish traditions and fulfill the great Jewish destiny. On one hand, on the other hand, we can't forget about the child's soul. The child's soul is, is constricted. It's, 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 it, it feels like its life has been stamped out of it. And ironically for death, the soul is, you know, untethered from the body. And while, of course, for us, it's sad, we also know that the soul continues to exist. And therefore, there is always the silver lining, this, this hope, this inspiration, uh, the knowledge that while we're dead in, the, in, our, in our form of, as body and soul, the soul continues to live forever. By the way, so well, okay, so, so, so that's kind of going a little a step further. We, we, we also view the body as holy, and the reason why the body is viewed as holy is because the body was a receptacle for the soul. So we have a body that's now harbored the soul for 70, 80, 90, 100 years, right? it too adopts some of the purity and and, and holiness of the eternal soul. When you have a body, a body is, indeed, it's a vessel. And it's a vessel that once it's done its purpose of of holding the soul and creating this world of conflict of body and soul, once it's done that, we're done with it. After 45 minutes, it starts decomposing, right? It's it's it. Everything stops. But we treat it with utmost respect and dignity because it was once... Uh, uh, or, or you know, it, it has the status of, of, of being a receptacle for the soul. And that's why um, if, you know, if, if, if you talk to someone who's involved in the chevra kadisha, in the Jewish burial societies, mm-hmm. and you learn a little bit about what happens with a cadaver after death, well, I guess that would be redundant, but what happens with, uh, with the corpse, what happens is they, they treat it with such respect and dignity it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, you know, you, 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 it's hard to imagine that in a hospital, the live human will be treated as well as the dead Jew is treated by the Chair Kedisha. And the reason is because it is holy. It, too, is holy. It, too, has, uh, you know, it has meaning yet. And that's why we did this all the ceremonies with the burial of God. Uh, that being said, like, a body is a body is a body, right?
1: I just feel like we, we're we we're so unlike the Indians in that we don't give anything back, not even in death. Mm-hmm. We don't give anything back to what the do you earth. Mean? We do. What do you mean we don't give anything back? No, we don't. We're in a casket that never decomposes underground and it can't be moved. And, uh,
0: well, uh, yes, The I, person I, decomposes. Not. Yes, they always made sure. That's actually, that's actually very um, interesting because I know in Israel there's no caskets they See, just take the they take the, the body take
1: no uh, the but body is just
0: wrapped in burial shrouds right. and they put place the body in in the ground they cover it and even here uh, they actually make holes in the casket there, mm-hmm.
1: there's no bottom now, in the but casket. we're
0: not but 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 the term returning it to it's the earth straw. you, know, we, there's, we, we, you know, there's no like kind of like holistic about a de-
1: decomposition straw. you know the casket doesn't de-
0: Well, it's it's wood. Of course, it does. Yes. I
1: know, but I mean, what I mean is, it's a waste of land. I mean, even if it decomposes, you can never do anything with that burial area. Well, it's not it's not
0: it's it's not a waste. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a monument to a life, and hopefully, a life lived with accomplishment and something that people could admire, and and that's that's important. It's important for us to not forget our dead and to to, you know embrace okay that's you know that's that that's mm-hmm. your prerogative but this idea of you know you we even have in, in in jewish sources the idea of the spirit so to speak of the dead person can be accessed in a way like we go come to visit me. The spirit like we go person. well i know it sounds well, it sounds mother, a little bit a uh, heebie-jeebie but well, for my example and
1: my uncle go visit my You know, in Israel, they visit my grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-parents, <laughs> great-great-parents, great-grandparents, wow. and so on. It's, it's buried, like five generations buried on the same, same place block. on yeah. a team. And they said that the way they bury is to have you in a sitting position. Where
2: is
0: this? Because there's not enough space?
1: Correct. Where? Not just because, uh, yeah. Everybody's buried in a sitting position with the knees up. Where?
0: In Israel. Huh?
2: Well, I before. I never Space. thought either, but
0: it's interesting. <laughs> either way, I think I think yeah. the question is okay. So, what does this mean for us? <sighs> you know, so we have this this kind of um, universal perspective of an eternal soul and a s- tiny little sliver in time wherein it has its purpose when it's united with the body. Uh, That being said, uh, we have a belief that's one of the core principles of Judaism is that the dead will live yet again. And that is the idea of the resurrection, the idea that the righteous people will come back to life. Body and soul will be reunited once again. And in fact, this belief is so ironclad in, in Jewish life and living that the Mishnah tells us that people that question that, uh, they are uh, they are repudiating a core tenet of Judaism. They are rejecting a basic foundational, fundamental element of Judaism. So which
1: body do you come back to? But you have So that's so question. That's your question. That's my your question soul. so you okay, you so ready? okay, so I have four answers. Ready? Okay, okay,
0: ready. Either the first one. This, this question has been asked before. Either uh-huh. it's the first body, because that's the original body, all the, all the other ones are replacement bodies. Uh, or it's the last one because that 's the one that you fulfilled your purpose with, or it's a composite it's some sort of mixture of Do you all ever of them know? Well, or and lastly, I think this is probably the truth, and like I said earlier, body is a body is a body What's, what what makes a body special and important is only the fact that it harbors a soul life force right yeah. that's what matters for the body, so the fact that we don't ask, hey, what will you be wearing? You know, the tuxedo that you wore for your brother's wedding? Or, you know, the gym shorts? The what are you wearing? Well, how come that's not a question we ask? The answer is because we view clothing as something ancillary to who we are. You take them on, you take them off, right? You swap them out, right? You have different clothes. Different, maybe we'll have the same relationship, body and soul, whereas the soul is who we are and the body are the fleshy pants that we could take, turn, you know, put on and put off as we wish. So indeed, it's it's not just means that your question stems from a body-centric attitude to humans. So we're a body and therefore, okay, if we have multiple bodies, which one do we pick? Let's flip it on its head from a soul-centric perspective. If the soul is who we are, and by the way, when we come back to life, resurrection, we will be soul first, body second. The paradigm will be turned upon its head. When that happens, then the fact that the question of which body are we will be the same question for us as which clothing we'll we be wearing. So. Because a body is a body is a body. It doesn't change who we are.
2: Our, our souls...
0: Are you a different person uh, on Sunday, and Monday, despite the fact that you're wearing different clothing? No, why, no why not? but
1: last century, I was a different person.
0: Well, I'm saying, I mean, but the point is, is that <laughs> yeah, the, the fact you're still way. you, despite yeah. the fact mm-hmm. yeah, that, I,
1: I got that right. So I
0: if if that. right, okay. So then, mm-hmm. when when Faisalism comes, the relationship that we have today with our clothing will be the exact same relationship that we have with our bodies.
1: But do souls I want
0: have to know sex. who I was. Do souls have?
1: Are, are they male? Or are they female? Yeah, I think it,
0: they're male and female.
1: So, do souls come back only as males in male bodies?
0: So, this is a question I've gotten before, and I, I couldn't really find a lot of sources on it. what mm-hmm. um, I, I did find one source that says that, um, that Isaac—I think it was—I think it was Isaac. Very hard to find really good legitimate sources in this. Apparently, Isaac had this was really bizarre. Isaac, like Abraham says to him, okay, we're going to go execute you on the mountain. Mm-hmm. The Almighty says, it's time to take you for the bind binding of Isaac, take you up to the mountain, <laughs> bind you there, and we're going to offer you up as a sacrifice to the Almighty. But so there's this one obscure measure that says apparently Isaac was actually bound, and Abraham actually killed him and sacrificed him. And that actually happened. And then Isaac was reborn with a different soul. Now, okay, just hold that thought for a second. Apparently, Isaac, while having a male body, had a female soul in his first iteration, and the second iteration, when he came back, had a male soul. Okay. That's what I've heard. I have to, uh, you know, so that... that, You know what? Why is that... uh, That's all from my head as well. (laughs) Yeah, but but Um, why
1: is that...
2: Their souls feel
0: like they're really, their Well, well their, this, you know, this gets no, to the question asked earlier. No, are you guy. sure? Wait a minute. I, 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 I know, but I want to question your premise, mm-hmm. if you mind. Yes. Okay. Um, your premise mm-hmm. is that people can access what their soul feels. And therefore, they're able to say, well, my soul feels male female, or female uh, or the like, right? In opposition to what my chromosomes are correct right. i challenge that premise cuz i don't think we can feel our soul what our soul feels cuz you know what if we would we'd go insane because our soul would love nothing more than to end this terrible misery and this terrible
2: well, that might answer my question
1: from
0: my friend which okay but maybe so but, actually... but 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 to really actually old. associate yourself as a soul and I think this gets to your question you had, you had earlier. How do you was, feel more like a soul?
1: How do I know what my f- soul is feeling? And well, how do I, I could tell find you what I your soul what is. Well, that's
0: the funny thing is I could tell you what your soul is feeling. I could tell you what your soul is feeling. Okay. However, it's different to know what your soul is feeling and to feel what your soul is feeling. Let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, like you said, you highlighted a major, major, central issue in Jewish life and philosophy. If you go a week without eating, scratch mm-hmm. that. If you go 22 hours without eating, see kipper it's Kippur, right? I'll be fine. You, you'll be fine, mm-hmm. but you'll have a grumble or two in your tummy, right? It's it mm-hmm. a pleasure to see you all tonight. Thank, Thank you, sir. So much. Tomorrow, here at 7. So, if, if, so, so as I said, so it's 22 hours after you've eaten, or if it's 42 hours, you're very hungry. How do you know you're hungry? Downs, is so how do you know what your stomach t- was is feeling?
1: You get internal feelings
0: that you need.
2: But right, the answer sense. is is
0: because the way we're oriented is that what our body feels, we feel.
2: Mhm.
0: You know, there are some people that don't that lose senses. Mm-hmm. So for example, people that that uh, that lose some sort of sensory uh, uh, you know, some sort of um, 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 uh, nerve, uh, nerve damage, and they're just like their hand in fire won't feel it. Um, their body is still suffering; their hand still on fire, but that link has been severed. But we are linked with our body, mm-hmm. so your body feels something, you you feel something. If someone slaps you in the face, well, why does that hurt? Because there's a connection between what you feel and what your body feels. Now, that's right, exactly. And, and all of those feelings are linked to our body. If you, for a second, or even for a week, could, could flip it around, where you didn't feel what your body felt, but you felt what your soul feels, then going 22 hours without studying Torah, or without doing a mitzvah, or without praying, or without doing a kindness, would be as painful as 22 days without food. It would be exactly the same thing. And, uh, and you know what? What's, what would actually happen is that your reliance on kind of physical sustenance would be diminished, but your reliance on spiritual sustenance would be uh, augmented. It means they're exact mm-hmm. opposites of each other. And thus, the more we entrench ourselves in physicality, the less sensitivity we have towards spiritual matters, and vice versa. We increase our sensitivity to spiritual matters, we become more of a soul, Well, then we feel more what our soul feels, and uh, as a byproduct of that, we feel less of what our body feels. So let me give you an example. Moshe, right, greatest man that ever lived. How do we measure, Moshe, Moses, right? How do we measure his humanity? Like, who was he? Was he body or soul? He was both. Okay, but we're in this spectrum. He was more spirit than body. He was much more soulful than body, right? What do we know about Moshe? We know a lot of things about Moshe. Moshe went up to heaven and didn't, the Torah stresses multiple times. Moshe goes up for 40 days and 40 nights and doesn't eat nor drink.
1: Oh, he goes up Mount Sinai.
0: True. And he tells us several times for 40 days and 40 nights he didn't eat nor drink. Now, how is it possible for a human... Like we said, he's body and soul. How is it possible for a human to survive 40 days not eating or drinking? The answer is – go ahead. What's the answer?
1: He got so engrossed in what he was doing spiritually that he didn't feel the physical.
0: Oh. Well, it's, well it's, it's even more than that. It's not like he got engrossed in it. His identity was as a soul. His, mm-hmm. his, you know, he was linked to his soul and not to his body. And the more he divested himself of his body – the less he actually needed to tend to his body. Mm-hmm. So I'll give me I'm give you kind of elaborate on this point. What happens in Olama Ba? Olama Ba is where it's a world that's almost exactly like ours, just the opposite. What the, the okay. Everything that you exactly. So you're where bodies and souls merge together will right, will be bodies and souls merged together as well, but it'll be entirely skewed. To the soul, just like our world is entirely skewed to the body. Okay,
1: so we, we stress the physical here. Well, not we
0: Allah stress, Allah, that's Allah, who we are, that's our identity. Yeah. Allah, right? Alam is the, the exact opposite. So, for example, okay. you could live your life here, let me just try to make it this a little more tangible. You could live your life here and never once think of the fact that you have a soul, or that you are a soul. It's possible, right? And that's true. It is cool. it's possible. I it will be everybody. possible in Alam Habba yeah. To live and not realize you have a body, okay. says the Talmud. In the Lamabah, there's no eating, no drinking, no sleeping. Well, why not? You have a body, right? The answer is, yeah, you have a body, but so what? Its agenda is not at all important. Is, make, so is this making sense?
1: genderless on top of it?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's genderless. So it's that, it's it's the body. It does uh, the body so just body, is a, a immaterial importance. Impo- of immaterial, ne- of, of negligible importance.
1: Okay, so there's no them. need for the physical.
0: No, the physical yeah. exists, mm-hmm. but it's like almost I theoretical.
2: experiences. Is this uh, making sense? Yeah. But, but I have a question. Go, go ahead. F- for, for example, for, uh, first of all, you know, until it, it I... Uh, I somebody from a previous time. Recently, actually, because okay. there's such a connection. I ever you know, beating, well, uh, that you would think, well you I, I, for some you reason, it? the whole reincarnation thing just okay. doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't do for me either. For Go I ahead. Do it. a single yeah, yeah. thing for me. Okay, but I have such a urgency in fixing. I had a dream, and. I have a job with myself, you know, like a, it's like a, like a reparation, I have to equal, I have to be, to take care of myself and accomplish certain things, things that I have said okay. to myself. Okay, okay. Here, I'm not worried about what, I'm doing the best that I can here, I'm the best person I can be here, the best mother, the best friend, mm-hmm. the best, you know, I try to challenge myself 24-7. In anything, everything, anything and everything I do, I'm not really worried. Whenever I get there, I get there. If I don't get there, I don't get there. Whatever, you know, what difference does it make? Okay, but
0: you said reincarnation. Yes. Reincarnation is when the soul gets placed back in another body. Okay. Right? It's living this world, round two, or round three, or round five, or 500, whatever it is. Whatever it may be. Reincarnation? We actually we don't find
2: I mean, like, many know,
0: sources you know, about it, this being true. The proof of
2: this. You know that's what this
0: I, I don't know because well, there is like no sources for it. Reincarnation
2: thing is the the way I see it.
0: But this, but my, my, my you know because
2: you have to. You how, many check, times, you know, how, how many times? How many times? People are so self-absorbed. Self self you know, like you know, what's going to happen to my soul? What's going to happen to my body? What's going you know if I die? You know, do what's right here. And I think it's a lot of people they're just like so... It's, I'm, not so I'm, you know, I'm not talking about because in, in your s- certain situation, but if you do what's right here and, you know, I think some people are so into their ego and I'm like me, 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 myself, myself. They're just like so close to what they are, who they are, what... You know, it's almost...
0: Okay, but it's, I think it's important to make distinctions between reincarnation and what's called resurrection. And I don't like these words in English because it doesn't sound good because it sounds so Christian, I know. Um, But reincarnation is not found in any source in the Talmud. It's not. Now, I'm not questioning the legitimacy of it, but I'll tell you, people like the Rambam, Maimonides, whatever, that's... But hold on a
2: second, but but, but how can you say that? Because the the whole concept of the Moshiach, which really, you know, I'm I'm a Sephardic, and I was, uh, you know, my first... She was raised with that? No, not at all. I never heard until the Chabad became, like, we start, like, making, you know, the Moshiach. Moshiach. Okay, but,
0: we, but, we, that, but we, we're, getting, we're getting all our terms mixed up here, right? No, but what I'm I, let, saying... Let's go no, one no, by no, no, let's no, no, go one, let's one by
2: one. But, hold on a second, because the, then, like, Moshiach, when Moshiach comes, that's when we get reincarnated. No, who said that? That's what I always heard.
0: Okay, so you have to give sources, okay? If, if we're not going to bring sources to the table, let's try to, uh, you know, be easy yeah, with so uh, so speculation. Right. Okay, let me tell you what the sources say. First of all, okay. Okay. First of all, what's absolutely abundantly clear is that Mashiach and resurrection, which means reunification of body and soul, not that the same soul gets recycled, reincarnation, those things are pillars of Jewish faith. So much so, Maimonides makes a list of 13 principles of Jewish faith. And he went to Mashiach. Those two are on that list. What are those two? Well, the idea of Mashiach, which is the idea of this world coming to its perfection. So, for example, what that means for us is rebuilding a temple in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Jews going back to Israel, which, by the way, we're almost halfway home, right? Yeah. The half the Jew, world's Jewry already lives in Israel. Right? We are well on our way towards that goal. It means reinstituting Jewish sovereignty over Israel. We're kind of there. It's quasi, right? It means reinstituting sacrifices in the temple. Okay, we don't have a temple yet, so that's okay. But this is not something that's too hard to speculate, wherein the world comes to God. And and by the way, even the Christians and the Muslims, Maimonides goes out to point, to point this out, he says, these people believe in one God. It's just with slight modifications uh, to, to that idea. So if that is tweaked and tinkered with, we'll have essentially the entire world believe in the Jewish God. that That's the idea of Messiah. Right? Nowhere does it talk about reincarnation or resurrection or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, well, yeah, but but my my point is is that they're a lot closer to Jewish theology than than the entire world was two thousand years ago, when everyone, besides for the Jews, believed in, in polytheism or some variety of that or and paganism.
1: Destroying the idols which God told us to destroy.
0: So that's so that's the idea of, of the Messiah. The idea of reincarnation, like I said, it's a, it, it's 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 an idea which is not found in Jewish sources at least when I'm saying Jewish, I mean classical, traditional Jewish sources like the Talmud, like Maimonides. You don't find it anywhere there. Thus, if someone says, I don't believe in reincarnation, they are not running afoul in core beliefs of Judaism. They're not. However, resurrection, what's called tretim body and soul coming back together, that is a core belief of Judaism. Now, the Talmud, I'll tell you a secret here. The Talmud goes and asks the question, where's the source from it?
2: But so Kabbalah. Where's the source?
0: But I don't know about Kabbalah. I'm saying I'm dealing with classical Jewish oh, sources. Okay. Classical Jewish Kabbalah sources, Kabbalah like the Talmud. Comes after the Talmud. Uh, classic, I'm not, I'm not questioning, we're not trying to give hierarchy. But my point is that Kabbalah is a work of, of mysticism, which is what's called Torah Tanistar, the hidden Torah. <laughs> and hidden Torah is hidden for reason, it means it's not for us lay people, right? It's hidden. Right. We're dealing with the tremendous corpus of revealed Torah. Mm-hmm. And we have so much information there, and that's we're—that's the framework that we're working with. The Talmud says a question, where is the source in the Torah where we find the idea of resurrection, of bodies and souls reuniting once again? And it brings about 15 to 20 sources. I lost in track.
1: In the actual five books?
0: But yes, in the actual five books. Okay. Uh, so there are many, 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 many sources. And if you want to know where to look this up, go to Sanhedrin page 90. A on the bottom is where it starts, and it goes for two or three pages, very, very big pages, and really spends a lot of time on that. So, And I think that, um, like we said, this for us is I think tremendous consolation to know that, like we said, death is not final. Not only that, the our existence as body and soul is not entirely terminated at death. Because while we're, yeah, we're dead, and therefore we lost our opportunity to do mitzvahs, and, and of course we can't grow and, and, and achieve and accomplish and develop and flourish anymore. Our soul is still in existence, and our body and soul, right, or body and soul, I want to say our body, but body and soul once again will reunite. And I think that is tremendously comforting. Uh, okay. uh, and, yeah, go ahead. So, go ahead.
1: In Judaism, does your soul get to go to God?
0: Okay, so well, I can't hear what you said. does,
1: does you soul your soul go? to
0: Okay, so like this, let me tell what the Ram says. okay. Um, the Ram tells us in the laws of murder that taking your own life is murder. He makes this abundantly clear. Um, now, does that mean that someone who is mentally disturbed is judged as a murderer if they do no. the unthinkable? Mm-mm. I don't know. Uh, we're not judging people. We're just saying what the realm tells us, okay? And therefore, and, and the idea being perhaps is that you are not stew, uh, the steward, maybe the steward, but you're not the owner of your of your body and soul of your life. It's not like it's your life. It's a life that you're entrusted with. You're responsible for, but you don't own it. And if you don't own it, you cannot voluntarily terminate it. It's the Almighty's life. It's right, the Almighty's soul. He owns the soul, and you have responsibility to care for it during the time that you have it.
1: Mm-hmm. Take care of your temple.
0: Exactly. Okay. But, um, so so, so, he, so that, that's what he says, and he, he goes uh, very strongly to say uh, that uh, people who commit suicide are murderers, and the Almighty will deal with them, which is a way of saying that maybe we ought not to judge them. Or maybe each
1: case is individual, and God will judge each individual case.
0: Oh well, yeah, of course. But uh, well, yeah, but that's that's true for everything, right? Uh, everything is is you know we're not the ones mm-hmm. to cast judgment on other people. Yeah. Um, uh, that being said, so like I said, it's 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 very severe. Uh, does someone? Um, so there is this idea of of uh, of. Maybe not burying someone in a Jewish cemetery. there's a whole thing about that. With regards to people who commit suicide. Uh, that, notwithstanding, we're never sure that someone actually did commit suicide. Because even if someone jumps off the roof, we're not sure did, did they was there a gust of wind that should have put them were they up there and contemplating suicide, and ultimately choosing to not jump, but they lost their footing. Right? We don't, you know, we don't know if we're able to actually point to someone and say, this is a bad guy because they made a terrible decision. Um, we don't do that. That being said, suicide is a tremendous, tremendous no-no uh, in Judaism. Like we said, it leaves other people to pick up the pieces. It, it, it causes tremendous pain and suffering. Uh, and it's a way to kind of... You know, it's very sad when people uh, make such decisions and jump to a conclusion, no pun intended. Um, but um, it is... It's sad... Uh, when people kind of pass off the challenges of life to others, you know. Um, now, of course, it's it's much worse if there's kids and you know employees, and you know the bigger your circle of influence is, the more people are affected. Uh, but certainly, you know, as a nation, we're all affected. You know, when when one of us. Does something like that, you know, what does it mean to us collectively? Oh, oh, certainly. So we're not we're not judging them, but the point is, as a nation, we suffer collectively. Um, But but once again, we we don't we don't judge them, uh, and we know that uh, their soul is still in existence. Well, will their soul, or soul and or body, have to pay a retribution uh, for what they did? Well, that's in the hands of the Almighty. Um, uh, I'm not trying to exonerate anyone. I'm just saying it. that that's the hands of the Almighty, to, to know, they, who's they, able to.
2: But you know, like uh, for suicide, but I'm like an expert on that one. But they say usually people that commit suicide, except if like mentally they have a problem with the, the mental problem, mm-hmm. it's usually because they feel like they do uh, you know, They feel awkward. They feel like they don't belong. They feel like. Just dis, uh, disassociated with society, and they feel like just,
0: still the they just have no place to fit in. Well, yeah, I'm saying, but um, but does that mean that they they still have to make a, cho- a choice? Yeah, um, what if somebody's like and we are a total pain. I mean, you know, uh, there's no justification. The well, no, from from the Jew, know, from, from the Jewish system. perspective, there's almost no justification for killing suicide. Like that being said, we have someone like King, king Saul, right? Saul the first king of Israel. Uh, he committed suicide. Oh, really? Now he was cornered by Philistines and he knew that if they got him alive, they would torture him and also demoralize the Jewish people. And therefore he made a calculated decision to do that. Uh you know, what so about
2: those in Masada.
0: Maybe those of Masada would be comparable. Um, that being said, like we, we don't we don't justify it even if we understand people had pain. Uh, and of course that's that's very sad. But I think you know, with regards to this tragedy or this kind of tragedy and any other kind of tragedy. But,
1: but that's dying al Kiddush Hashem, kind of, at Masada.
0: Yeah, but it's dying Hashem, and not but it's. Giving
1: the enemy the pleasure of killing you. Yes. But they did take
0: their own lives. Well, yes, well actually, well, first only so one that took their lives. Well, historically. They killed themselves, right? That's but remember, even that story, <laughs> that story is not historical because it's not. because if they all killed themselves, how do we know that that story actually happened, right? Yeah. Right? So there's this great narrative of well, the, of,
1: the Romans must have some kind of writing that would say they were all well, dead. Well, they were well, all dead when they
2: arrived. Uh-huh.
0: That's true, but we we you know we have this accounting. Of this great speech that was given, let, let us die in our hands and not mm-hmm. give them. The, like we don't know if that actually happened. Right. Um, um, that being said, you know I think in modern day kind of uh, Israeli machismo mm-hmm. uh, culture, we kind of look up to the Masada people as being great heroes. Right. You know to you know that to die death with dignity. Halachically, I'm not so I'm not so sure that they were actually correct. Yeah. Um, even King Saul is a whole discussion about that. You know, under what grounds would suicide be so okay for a rela- oh, It's a big discussion. I'm saying it's, it's 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 it doesn't seem like he made the wrong decision, um, but uh, would that apply to the people at Masada? Who knows? Uh, who knows? Uh, you know, we had people you know doing kind of calculated suicide as opposed to kind of avoiding pain suicide. Yeah, either way, I think. More broadly, when we look at episodes of tragedy and pain, it's important for us to maintain the perspective that, A, death for the soul um, is kind of very different than death for us as humans, uh, and death is only uh, temporary. Uh, uh, That perspective, of course, should hopefully encourage and embolden us and propel us to try to make the most of our life and our opportunities when we have them because yeah. who knows how long we're going to live who knows how much more time we have to make our impact not only on our lives and our families but on the world
1: so we don't you know? believe in dr kaborqian
0: absolutely not
1: so even if and, and I struggle with that you know if, if you're watching somebody that's you know at the end and but they're just Yeah. Well. Can't okay, so, medicine
0: well that? okay. So. Well. Okay. It's like this. So, you, you asked the question. So there's doctor is I'm I'm pissed off at life. I want to kill myself. And then there's terminal illness. Where okay. is it? Right. Yeah, so she's talking terminal. Terminal illness. It's so
2: we're we're nicer to our animals than we are to our fellow
1: humans. Well, animals. well, let's
0: not jump let to the conclusions, Wendy. Here. Well, um, we are kind. But when okay. If they're terminally but well, ill. Okay. So we you t- can put an
2: animal. To sleep. That's true. You but we are
0: much. not allowed to murder even if it means to be kind, right? Be, like the Talmud goes and says if someone is dying and you close their eyelids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you a murderer? We wouldn't think so. But you're expediting the death even if it's only by a few seconds. We do not take the keys of determining when sh- someone ought to die into our own hands. We don't do what that. What
1: is a living will? Huh? What is a living will? Then? What about a living will? It's not a Jewish thing, I guess. What about it? That they can unplug Okay, whatever. so there's a difference.
0: There's a difference between having a DNR do not resuscitate. Right. There's a difference with saying let's right. withhold mm-hmm. uh, life-extending procedures. Right. That's different than saying let's actively put someone down. So it's like active versus passive. Uh, For example, an example. it used to be that when they didn't have the oxygen running through the actual building, they had canisters of oxygen. When those got empty, you got to replace them. So if someone's dying and they're suffering in pain, we can't pull off the oxygen and let them die, force them to die. But we could say, I'm not going to refill it. I'll do passive. I'll just do nothing and let them kind of fade away. On, on can their own. you okay.
1: refuse to that take the w- oxygen w- in the first place? Because you want a natural Maybe, death.
0: maybe, maybe you can. Maybe you can. But the point is, you cannot actively in- engage in euthanasia, but passively, under certain circumstances, you can. You can. For example, mm-hmm. the Talmud tells of Rebbe, Rebbe Judah the Prince, who is the architect of the Mishnah. He was very old and very ill, and he was dying, and his students were devastated. Imagine the leader of the people, the prince of the people, is dying. So what were they doing? In mass, they were all praying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're praying that he should live and he should extend his life. And the Talmud tells of his maidservant. He had a maidservant who went to him and said, Guys, quiet, let him die.
1: Uh, in peace.
0: Yeah, Let him die. Don't try to extend his life. So that's not euthanasia the way we look at it. All He's right. not killing him, but he's saying withhold from life-extending uh, activities, okay. mm-hmm. uh, procedures. Another 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 story, same incident. Rebbe, Rebbe Judah the Prince is dying and there's a blacksmith. And the blacksmith next door is is working and hitting the metal, right? Smashing mm-hmm. the metal. Every time uh, Rebbe Judah the Prince is about to die, about he's about to die, he, the guy next door he gives a nice clop on the uh, on the metal, again, and Rebbe gets jolted and jolted back to life, so to speak. And the same maidservant servant goes over and tells the guy, "Take a half hour off, okay? Let Rebbe die." So is that euthanasia? Mm. Kinda, right? Because you are kind of expediting, no. yeah. But it's passive versus active. Mm-hmm. You're not doing something as opposed to actively doing something. And that's usually the kind of the balance the balance given uh, in 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 Jewish. Uh, in Jewish literature and Jewish halakha, about this. So it
1: doesn't matter how bad it is; you just have to let them suffer through it.
0: Well, you don't have to—you you don't have to actively make sure they suffer for Or the point is, is, we're not entitled to kill someone; we're just not allowed to. But um, you can
1: give drugs so they don't feel pain.
0: True, but if those drugs are going to kill them, that, that no, might be a problem. No,
1: the drugs—I mean, drugs to kill the pain.
2: You know, I know that my mom. When the mom kill a pain, the pain, but not
0: to kill the mom, patient. Mom,
2: mom. Right. When, when my mom was at the, the hospital. Leave, please, Every day we they came in. <coughs> we need, go. you know, we really she want she her.
0: What is it? DNR. DNR. Do not resuscitate. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. No, no. I mean, you kept this. No, no. It, you know, like how we we're supposed to, like, give more. You know, like, get her liver back up, <coughs> her lungs back up, and, and every day was the same thing. Went up, yeah. So, so the thing is that they. Can we please put an end to uh, her so, and put and, can, and, every day. Uh, either way like i said this A is and this and is half. this we is, this we is not i'm saying it's we not don't give our organs to
0: help others oh another question what about organ donations <laughs> so like this the, the, this is actually the problem with organ donations it's not the problem the problem oh, is yeah. not oh. the problem is not that you're helping someone else live of course we 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 you know if you're liver to save someone else's life why or would you not do that or whatever or, or everything or your, your kidneys your, yeah, exactly okay, the problem still. with it is that to be dead you have to actually be dead. Uh-huh. Problem is, once you're dead, your body parts stop, lose their value, right? Right. Mm. So the problem is not the donation per se. The problem is, is that we're worried if someone signs up to be an organ donor, mm-hmm. what's actually going to happen is they may. Not save you. No, 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 no. But not the one like that. But they may harvest the organs while you're still, well, you're still alive. alive. Exactly. Uh, that's what? Why, why you're still alive. Harvest
1: the organs while you're still living.
0: Which is, which is why uh, <laughs> there is a halachic yeah. donor society. There's a halachic organ donation society mm-hmm. uh, wherein they guarantee or they assure that the your organs will only be donated provided that uh, either uh, depends how you want to understand death but either uh, heart death or brain, brain cessation death. of brain yeah. activity or um, um, Whichever standard you want to go by, which is a question unto itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that is finalized, only then is the thought of donating your your organs entertained. That will be fine.
1: Living? That would be fine. Well,
0: that's the thing. You, you know, once you're dead, that's right. Uh, either way, like I said, it's, it's not a very. I don't think it's very inspiring, uh, in a vacuum, this whole discussion. But I think in the context of pain and suffering, that you know. The truth is we all encounter that in our lives, you know, if it's not our parents, if it's not our siblings, if it's not uncles and aunts. And God forbid it's, it's, it's a small, it's a young person or, mm-hmm. right, it's, it's it, you know, we all have that. That's, that. that's the one constant in life. You know, all of us are going to die. All of us. That's just the reality. Uh, and I that's the world we live in. But again this, again. in this context, I think there is room for trying to find the inspiring message that Judaism has to offer uh, on this Kind of so painful aspect of life.
1: Grow organs in a petri dish? And sure. Is that okay, buddy? Yeah, why not? why not? Why not? Just ask. I'm yeah, asked. that should be fine. So, can you use okay. animal organs if you no. have? Sure. And genetically no. sure. Yeah, I'm going to go sure. add a few cells. Whatever you need, Whatever to, need, to, need to, to, yeah, dish exactly. And make some hearts and lungs and eyeballs and everything else.
0: Okay, okay guys, lots of fun and look forward.